everyone. Welcome back to Young and Wiped Up. This is Marcella. And I'm Gabby. And thanks for joining us for another episode today. But before we get into our topic, we do have a giveaway that we are hosting, a new one. I know everybody really loved the Amazon gift card. Now we're doing something a little bit different. So why don't you tell them about the details? Cool. So this giveaway, we are going to be giving away three different books and hard copy books, and we're going to send it to whoever, wherever. Um, And the three books are one, Gospel Comes with a House Key by Rosaria Butterfield. And that is the book that we talked about in our last episode about hospitality. Um, Also a devotional book called Virtuous by Nancy Wilson and Homebody by Joanna Gaines. So in order to enter this giveaway, you have to repost the image that we're going to go ahead and boost on our social media, repost it on your Instagram story with the hashtag young and wifed up. You can do this multiple times. So each time you repost the image onto your Instagram story, you get an entry. So you'll have more of a chance to win this giveaway. Um, Please make your profile public in order for us to see the entry. Otherwise, we won't be able to access it. And you can go ahead and repost that image every day if you want until July 28th. That's when our giveaway closes. And then that episode following, we will go ahead and announce the winner and send off those three awesome books. Yeah. I actually have a funny story about Homebody that I just remembered as you were talking. So, okay. Jed... Like, a couple years ago for Christmas, he wanted to get me that book, like, the hard copy. Yeah. And so, he... Okay. Long story short, he, like, accidentally bought it twice as a digital copy, as, like, an ebook. (laughs) Like, the first time, he was like, oh, my gosh, I just got an ebook. Like, okay, I'm going to buy this other one. It's for sure the hard copy. And then he got another ebook version of it. So you have two I have e-books? two ebooks of Homebody, but I'm like, I don't know. I kind of want like the actual. I think that you know, that is a book that you definitely should have a hard copy of because it's like a coffee table book yeah. and just so nice to flip through for inspiration. Yeah, I got it for my mother-in-law two Christmases ago, and anytime I'm over there, I'm flipping through it. It's so so nice. Yeah, so. I definitely want to get it. Cool. So anything new going on with your week? Um. Going to the gym more, finally. Oh, yes. It's been so good. It's been so great. Yeah. Yeah. Going, like, two to three times a week now, like, slowly getting back into it, trying not to die every time. Yeah. I'm not going full out right now. Like, there's a couple things, like the burpees that she did last night. I was like... Um, I'm okay. I'll just do squats. <laughs> and I was like, maybe next week, next week, because we've only been back for a week and a half. So it can be easy to just be like, oh, well, I was able to do that a couple months ago. So I right. should still be able to do it now. But knowing my body, like my body has to gradually get back into a groove yeah. of like getting fit again. But yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is Ryan going to watch Seth again on Saturday? I'm pretty sure he is. Like that would be a good arrangement if Jed's ever working because that is really helpful so that you and I can go to Zumba. And Ryan's honestly a natural with Seth. I never worry with him. Yeah. He did really good this last time. Yeah. No, he is like has, he has like a the routine. Like, <laughs> like he <laughs> knows. So He's got it down. Yeah. Uncle Ryan. Funkle Ryan. (laughs) Um, What about you? What's been going on with you? I was trying to think and nothing crazy. Um, Well, you're back. I just got back to work. Yeah. So I started bringing my students back, um, my piano students back into the studio. It's about 50 50. Like Mm -hmm. half of them are coming back. Half of them are staying on Zoom. I'm just kind of giving them the option to do whatever they're comfortable with at the time. And it was like, oh my goodness, Monday, all my students, like my, all my Monday students are back in the studio. And it was so refreshing to just like see my little ones and like 
do activities with them and I didn't feel like I had to yell the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And because when you're teaching online, you have to be so much more vocal. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the day, my throat is like so sore because I've been talking so loudly for like long periods of time. Yeah. But I was just like, I had a nice monotone voice the whole time and I felt really <laughs> relaxed and no, it was really great. So I'm feeling really blessed. I'm glad I took a couple weeks off because I was able to come back to um, teaching just more refreshed and have more of a better routine, mm-hmm. like getting back into the workout, getting back into like the housekeeping stuff, just kind of and devotional. Yeah, it was kind of like a reset. Yeah, it was a really good reset. So I was really blessed to be able to take that time off. So I'm happy to be back at work and also back at um, getting everything together for the podcast and just getting creative and new ideas. And oh, one more thing is there is still progress happening on the website. I do want to make sure that I I don't want to ignore that because it's important for her and I that we are both um, able to put out the website with all of our links and oh, yeah. all the things that we need. It's literally so close to being done. There's just a couple more things that kind of we need to do on our side that Ryan mm. needs to input it. So it's kind of all on us now. I would love to have it by next week, by the next episode, mm-hmm. um, have it out and announce that it's done and finished. So yeah. that would be a really awesome. Yeah. And hopefully have stuff on there already for you guys to be able to click through and stuff yes awesome so why don't we go ahead and get into our subject for today what is our subject well we're talking about finances today and how we handle finances like as you know married couples and you know what we do with budgeting and um i some of this kind of applies also to the fact that we both kind of own our own businesses and yeah there's there's, a little bit more that goes into it and Mm -hmm. have to be a little bit more on top of bookkeeping and that kind of thing so i would love to do an episode um another episode about owning your own business and things that we've done because i think that the principles that we've done with our own businesses over the years we can apply to any self-employment business um, not just teaching music so we'll definitely have to do that kind of thing especially like there's so many women out there that have so many amazing skills and they oh, yeah. like have a little Etsy shop or do stuff like that. And but there's so much more that goes into it when when you start to get kind of yeah, bigger. all the ad- ad- admin stuff it gets yeah. a little overwhelming. Yeah. So just being able to kind of do an episode about the That's things that have idea. helped us would be a really cool thing. So, yeah, today we're going to be focusing primarily on finances, budgeting, managing your money, credit, mm-hmm. saving. Like we're going to just go straight into um, how we view things, kind of our philosophy. And I do want to say that I want to, I want to premise that no matter what financial situation you find you're in, yourself in now, it's not too late to change things. Mm-hmm. Because I think what can happen, especially with our age group, is it can get so overwhelming when you are managing money. And if you didn't, if you haven't been managing money, it can just feel like, well, what's the point? Like, it's mm-hmm. too far gone. It's so much work. And I just want to make a very clear point that it's not too late. There are simple things that we can be implementing into our daily lives and conversations with our spouses that can really change how we view the money that we take intake and the things that happen when we outpour our money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we'll get into our like budgeting systems first and then we'll kind of go from there. So why don't you start with what what your system is with that? Cool. Yeah. So um, because I had my own business um, at a young age, I did kind of have to apply all of these principles while I was single. 
And I'm really thankful because um, when we were homeschooled, um, our grandma actually, Mm. she put us through a finances course when we were in high school and it really set us up for success oh yeah absolutely to be able to manage our money um properly while while we were young while we made very little money Mm -hmm. so that when we did have success um with our businesses and with our husband's income that we knew what to do with that kind of money um so Primarily now, Ryan is the one that does all of our budgeting. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked through, we talked through in the beginning of our marriage how we wanted our finances to go. We even talked about money before we got married when we were engaged, which I highly recommend. Oh yes, especially <laughs> like you're planning a wedding and yes. like yes. money's being thrown out to a lot oh, of yeah. things at that point. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. you definitely need to talk about that for sure. So we had a lot of goals early on in our marriage of what we wanted to do with our money, like. We didn't just want to live within our means or live live to spend. Mm-hmm. We wanted to, we had some goals, we had some debt we wanted to pay off. Um, and so we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. But so the way, the only way that we were able to pay off our debt, pay off um, credit cards and all this stuff and have know what is going on with our money on a day-to-day basis is we use a budgeting system. So we actually use an app, a service that can be used on any device, phone, iPad, laptop, whatever. It's called You Need a Budget YNAB. So if I ever talk about YNAB, it's the application You Need a Budget. And it is an incredible, um, it's almost like the envelope system. Like there's Mm. categories, you put you put in each category what you would like to spend it will then you go ahead and input did you spend that much money did you overspend so i can um make sure when we throw the website up that i put the link for wine app because i think that it's a great resource especially if you might be a little overwhelmed of not being able to do it all on your own it's really good for structuring things i know mm-hmm. that there's people that do like spreadsheets and notebooks but for us, it's better that we can have our budgeting synced through all our devices. I can always look at it. He can look at it. And we all know what is going on with our money at all times. Right. Um, and we and sometimes it can sound silly, but we even budget things like his $30 haircut every month oh, or yeah. like the little things. You know what I mean? Like because well, those start to add up. It starts to add up. Mm-hmm. We we put our Netflix subscription, like every little mm-hmm. thing, yeah. all the subscriptions, we have it straight on the on the application. That way we are never confused yeah. about where our money went that month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have like the way we do um, our finances, um, we're really blessed. Um, we could possibly live on his income as far as bills and rent and everything. But my money is more of the surplus. I take care of groceries, like the way we have our money sorted out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's both of our monies. I'm not saying it's his money and my money, but that's kind of how we have it You're sorted bringing, out yeah, in our money. envelopes. Right. Like we have our certain money allocated. Mm-hmm. So the money that comes in through my income, we do to groceries. And so like I have like a grocery budget or I have like this is my allowance if I need to get stuff for the house and not an allowance like in a... Like a, oh, this is the money you get every week. Like, no, like I kind of have an allowance, meaning like this is how much I am allowed to spend for the month or that you're allowing yourself. That I'm allowing myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So and that we've talked through and this is what we're what we're okay with, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, things. uh, The thing about budgeting, which I know you'll agree, is that it it's easy to do all of those things. Like it's a little time consuming, but once you get it done, like you can just easily do it. 
the thing is actually sticking to it, being disciplined um, in actually sticking to the budget. So there's a couple of things that I do that help me stay disciplined. One thing is shopping online is extremely deceiving. You can easily throw everything into a cart and like put your credit card or your PayPal and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then when everything comes, you're like, uh oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what I do, um, is if I'm like going through an online shop or Amazon, I throw everything in a cart and with no intention to buy anything. I just put it on the cart. And then when I am done throwing things in my cart, I go look at it and then I literally get rid of most of everything <laughs> yeah. in my cart. That way I'm like, okay, I want this, want this, want this. And so I go through and I ask myself a couple questions. The first question is, do I need this now? Mm-hmm. Is this a necessity? The second question is, can I buy this later on, like next month or in a few weeks or next week or even a couple days? You know, like you can make those decisions like you have to make those decisions. Is this something I need? But not necessarily today. Mm -hmm. Um, And then three, like, do I have the money for this? So we're not buying things and then trying to come up with money to cover it. Right. It's do I have the funds to buy this thing. Yeah. If it's not, then I take it out of my cart. So those are the kind of the three questions that I ask myself. Mm-hmm. The second is practicing self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit. If you're a Christian and we have the Holy Spirit in us, this is a big part of your Christian living is practicing self-control and even the little things. And self-control with your finances and being impulse spending, like that is something that is a part of our sanctification that we need to ask the Lord to help us to give us strength to like be self-controlled in all of our conduct, including with our money, Mm -hmm. especially if you tend towards um, impulse spending or going to shop as therapy, Mm -hmm. which kind of, I think that like shopping therapy has almost been like glorified as this like proper therapeutic system, which I think is like, it's like funny and all, but it's, if you really think about it, like is spending, if spending money is therapeutic for you, then I highly suggest yeah. you a need to look at your relationship I, with money. <laughs> yes, that that we need to really like check our heart, and because there there's some maybe some more healthier coping mechanisms right. than shopping therapy. Um, and then also a big thing which we're going to talk about a lot is having a constant conversation with our spouse about how we're spending our money, what we bought. It is not even a thing that I think about. We don't eat, we don't like make a special time to talk about money. Yeah. It's a day-to-day conversation. Yeah. It's happening all the time. And I can't even like think about a time where we weren't talking about money and it's not a burden to us. It's freeing to mm-hmm. us. It is there's so much freed, freedom And being able to conversate with the person that you love and the person that you guys, like, if it's a two-income household or a one-income household. Yeah, the person you're building a home with. Yes, like, we cannot leave them out of the conversation and vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if, if my spouse is leaving me out of the conversation of money, then there needs to be some serious, like, conversations. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, those are my basic, um, principles when it comes to budgeting. So what about you? Um, so I'm pretty much the one that takes care of all, it's kind of flip-flopped between Mm -hmm. us and you guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm the one that takes care of all the budgeting. Um, (laughs) we're also a two-income household because Jed obviously has his job and then I teach as well, like, um, Gabby does. So I, what has made things 
easy for us to keep ourselves really accountable with where our money is going is I actually do a weekly budget reset, mm. which a lot of people maybe do like a monthly thing or whatever. Yeah. But um, I, for me, like with students, you know, sometimes I have money coming in on a weekly basis. And so mm, I feel so like true. if I wait until, you know, the first of the month or whatever, I had all this money the three weeks prior that I wasn't really keeping track of that I had coming in like, you know, over that time. And then I don't know where it's going. So I do a weekly budget. Um, and that pretty much consists of like, I'll write down like, um, how much money like to the dollar, like how much exactly we have like in each account to spend specifically for that week and sometimes I'll go maybe off of like two weeks or whatever if we have like larger bills coming in like you know a week and a half from that time um and I will like you were saying kind of like an envelope system but not physically doing it yeah but I will literally write specific numbers for very specific things like Mm. I don't do a general like category like i'll do like you know groceries and gas and then uh, like i go through um like tithing is always the first thing that comes out Mm -hmm. no matter what um and then from there we try to i try to do like something that we're saving for so like right now we're saving for a new vehicle for jed because his is you know may not last for a very long time so we want to make sure we're prepared for that um and then beyond that it's like what bills are coming up in the next you know week or two so then I'll set money aside for that. And then after that, it's groceries and gas. And then after that is like all of the extra stuff. Right. That's not Fun really, or not really a necessity. Not yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I do the budgeting on a weekly basis. And I sit down with a notebook and I literally write this out. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. And then I'll transfer all the notes into my phone and then I'll send it over to Jed and he'll kind of, you know, read over it and check everything that way he knows what the plan is for the next week or so and that way we're on the same page about you know sometimes he's the one that goes grocery shopping sometimes i'm the one that goes grocery shopping so if we both know what exactly the you know the number is that we're trying to stay under mm-hmm. you know it's not like um like he's out of the loop and i'm right. the one that has all the knowledge about what's going on yeah um so that's what i do on a weekly basis and then i also have um a rule that if i purchase something of a certain kind something else in our household needs to go out so for instance if i have like i don't know like a piece of clothing like maybe jeans or something that i want to get rid or i i want to buy a pair of jeans i need to make sure that i'm getting rid of another pair of jeans that way i'm not accumulating many of the same thing Yeah. yeah um and i feel like that not only like helps with our budget, but it also helps keep our house really clutter free. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is, you know, obviously always a good thing to strive for. You you know, you never want to be stuck in a cluttered environment because it's not good for your mental health anyway. Yeah. And then uh, like you were saying, I Jed and I always talk about larger purchases. Um, that's always something we're always discussing money, even like the small things like you were saying, like, oh, yeah. we budget for the thirty dollar haircut. Like, Judd and I will talk about that. And maybe we have, you know, money. It's like, well, yeah, we could spend that and it wouldn't be a problem, but we're still going to talk about it. Right. It's not, it's not about if the money is there or not. It's about are we communicating regardless. Yes. of, of, Of what kind of financial situation we're in. And on top of that, you know, um, like you were saying, I think about like the credit or something and not finding it or having self control. Um, I think it's also important to remember that when, 
if we are not able to be um, self-controlled or to be responsible with maybe the little money that we Stewarding. have, yeah, yeah, we're not going to be good at managing if we have like every everybody thinks if I have more money, it's going to fix the problem, right? But you're just going to have more problems with yeah. more money, <laughs> more money, more problems. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one thing to keep in mind, you know. Even if you feel like, oh, if I just had more money for this, this, and this, like things would be so much better and. You know, obviously, sometimes people really do find themselves in um, extraordinary financial situations. And yeah, sometimes, you know, we need to, you know, just trust God, like no matter what, what this is. I can't even tell you how many times Jen and I, especially early on in our marriage, that we were like, "Um, how are we going to pay the bills this month? Like, it's really stressful. Yeah. And that is so true because, Mm -hmm. like, I think about the parable of the talents. Yeah. And, like, oh, yeah. Just there's like so many examples in scripture of money being or like stewarding Mm -hmm. the things that you have and God blessing people. Yeah. That steward and our obedience and are just like so, um, what's the word I'm looking, have integrity with their money. Yeah, definitely. They're talking it through, like, they know that their money is not theirs, it's the Lord's, so they Mm -hmm. have this mentality of, like, you know, what I do with my money matters, you know, I'm not just gonna throw it away willy-nilly, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, um, let's move into, um, talking about credit. So, First of all, I want to make sure that I put it out there that I am not personally against the idea of credit. I know that there are financial gurus out there that will say you should pay everything cash no matter what, um, that you shouldn't have credit, you should never have debt or of any kind. And I disagree with that for a few reasons, but I just want to say like if you do, if you do, or if you are tempted by credit, if it's a temptation for you to have credit cards, if it's a temptation for you to like accumulate a bunch of debt because you want the things or mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Then I think that maybe <laughs> it, that would be a good idea to lay off credit period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that I think is a case by case situation. If it is a temptation for you, if you are an impulse spender, I think it might be a good idea to not have credit. Um. Or another situation is if you have, if you are just now like reevaluating your financial situation and you're like, wow, we have so much debt. We have like, we have not been wise with our money. We need a financial clean out. Yeah. An overhaul. An overhaul of your financial health. Then I think it is a good idea to maybe lay off the credit for a while and to focus on paying off debt, paying cash. So my philosophies with credit. Um, is one, I don't spend money I don't have. So every month, my rule is at the end of the month, I need to pay off my credit card. I don't just like use the credit card and then or buy things on credit. And I'm like, well, I'll eventually pay this off. Yeah, it's money that I already have allocated to pay off that credit card because there are a lot of benefits. Like I have a Discover card and there's like a lot of cash back rewards. I love it. Sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) But there's so many benefits to having certain credit cards. Some people have airline miles credit cards because they travel a lot. Like there's a lot of benefits. Um, But 
I do, I do not see the value in using it without thinking where, how am I going to pay this off? Yeah. Um, and also don't, don't get a credit card solely for the rewards. No. That's it's, another yeah, bad reason to it's get It's only if card. you're in a, a, a healthy financial situation. Yeah. Um, okay. And then also um, making paying off debt a huge priority. Mm-hmm. So for my husband and I, um, we made a, a decision in our marriage that we weren't even going to consider looking at purchasing a house, which is a very large amount of debt, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, until we paid off um, his school loans and my car. And we were able to do that in not even a year and a half of being married. And that is such a huge blessing to our lives. And we pay, we, we pay off my credit card. We only have one credit card between the two of us. Same. And, yeah. and we pay it off every single month. And I always let him know I just paid off the credit card. So it's, a, again, constant conversation. Mm-hmm. Constant conversation. It's almost like another bill. Yes. It's like, that's this exactly is due, how this I amount it. is due. Yes. Yeah, you have to think of it that way. So making, paying off debt, the priority if you have no debt praise the lord then we could talk about savings <laughs> so um marcel why don't you talk about um your philosophies with credit um it's pretty much the same like if yeah. you don't have if you know you're not going to have the money to pay it off right away don't don't spend it like there's really no point and i do i do like the idea of tending towards an emergency fund mm-hmm. instead of a credit card yes. because that is, you know, that is money you specifically set aside. If there is an emergency, maybe you find yourself using your credit card for emergency situations. Yeah. You have you have physical money, your money, mm-hmm. that you can take out for those types of situations. If that's the only reason you're like, well, I have a credit card for emergencies. Yeah. So just get an emergency fund. Like, <laughs> Do you remember that episode of Hannah Montana where she gets the credit card from her dad? Oh, yeah. They, well, her and Jackson. Okay, sorry, everybody. Side note. <laughs> I just think about this all the time. I think about this episode. Okay, so he gives Miley and Jackson emergency credit cards, and then all of a sudden they find themselves at a flea market. And yeah, then there everything is, is and an then emergency. She gets like a shake thrown on her shirt, and she's like, It's a fashion emergency. <laughs> I have to buy a new dress and the new shoes and a new bag to go. And then all of a sudden she's uh, like wow, in yeah. so much debt, and then she sells all her Hannah Montana merch. What a life lesson, man. <laughs> That is such a good episode. <laughs> such a good life lesson. Anyway, that was a weird side note. But if you know what I'm talking that's about, li- that's, holla at me. Yeah, that's actually, that's like a really good example, though. Yeah. It's like, it's very exaggerated. You're just like, yeah, but- you're just like coming up with emer- like, oh, this vacation is an emergency. <laughs> you know, and sometimes we start to think like, oh, my gosh, I just need to get away. Like, I need to. And you're like, um, you need to change your you attitude. Really, though. <laughs> just kidding. Which, like, I've been very guilty of that before. Oh, so me too. I'm, I'm talking, like, I'm preaching to myself the heck as well. Out of here. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, paying it off every month. Um, don't use your credit cards on items that you don't need. Or yeah. another thing is um, sometimes, like, when Jed and I so will, like, kind of take turns, like, in our impulse buying, like, <laughs> that's what we are too i feel like jed has them a little bit more often than i do but i like to i i sorry babe what i like to do for myself is i'll give my if i'm like i need to i'm gonna get this right now like i deserve it like i just need this i give myself 24 hours and if i still feel the same way the next day okay then maybe i'll consider it but sometimes just giving yourself that time 
to to get out yes. of that mindset and then yes. to cool down. Maybe you're like you were saying, like shopping therapy. Maybe mm-hmm. you're just like this situation may be so upset. I'm gonna go and buy myself It'll all make this me feel stuff. Better. Yeah. If you like give yourself a little time to chill out and yeah, because what we're what we're not saying is don't treat yourself or don't don't like buy that purse or don't whatever. Like we have situations where yeah, like yeah, we'll do a little Amazon like haul, mm-hmm. you know, for like nice things for the house or whatever. But the thing is, like the overarching thing is we do not spend money we do not already have. Yeah. So don't, and like, don't make it a habit yeah. also to spend things on on needless items. Yes. It would be just be more responsible essentially. <laughs> with <laughs> with managing your money. <laughs> so that yeah, that's pretty much like the gist of how we feel about credit. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the one of the other things we've touched on already quite a bit is um saving. Mm-hmm. So saving is a large part of financial stability and financial health and no matter how much money you make. And I'm gonna I, I should have said this in the beginning. It doesn't matter how much money you make, you can still practice yeah. healthy financial decisions mm-hmm. in any rate. Like there was a time in my life where I was on food stamps, $20 a week, like situation. Mm-hmm. Like I was literally like penny pinching, Yeah, but still tithing, saving, budgeting. like Even, even with those $20, man. Even <laughs> those stupid $20 and my whatever, I think it was $100 a month of food stamps or whatever back in the day. I was a teenager still that I, I when I moved out. And so even at that point, mm-hmm. like yeah, still practicing the things I had learned so that when the Lord did bless me financially, yeah. I wasn't like, what do I do with all this money now? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. Anyway, so we can practice saving even in those situations. Um, We are really blessed with our credit union that we have. We have a summer savers program where we put all of our savings into like a locked vault, basically. Mm. And it dumps out every June. Every June, it'll dump out for us. And we're always like, oh, like, do we need to pay something off? Do we, we, you know, we kind of evaluate. Yeah, that's really cool. And yeah, it's, and it is specific to our credit union because my husband works for a school. Mm. So because of that, we do have access to it. But I know for a fact that there are situations of different banks where you can have a savings account that you cannot access mm-hmm. unless you go into the bank physically. Yeah, otherwise, they'll like, you like can't penalize just do like, you Yeah, you can't just do like a quick transfer situation. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would really look into that if you... Do not trust yourselves to not touch your savings account. Mm -hmm. It has helped us tremendously that we cannot access this specific savings account. Now, apart from that account, we have an emergency savings category Mm -hmm. in our YNAB. um, And we keep like a grand in there. And I know like it can be different for other people, but that's what we've kind of set aside for ourselves. Yeah. If we have a tire blowout or a, mer- a car thing or whatever, or there's a medical emergency and our that insurance can't cover it, for. that yeah. is what that's there for. So for us, for just the two of us, it might increase the emergency savings when we have children. Yeah. But just for the two of us, that's what we're comfortable with now. Um, and that literally just sits there and we don't touch it. Yeah. We just don't. Mm-hmm. And then if the emergencies do happen, praise the Lord, we have that. And we're not stuck in a bind. We don't have to put it on credit. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, we also make savings for paying off debt or making large purchases. So if we know we have something on our mind that we want to buy um, that, you know, is maybe a little bit more than what we usually budget for the month. Mm-hmm. Um, we save for it. Yeah. And then 
it's so fun when we finally get to have that thing, mm-hmm. you know? Or if when we were paying off debt, um, our philosophy was kind of like make payments, but then we're also saving extra to pay it off sooner. Oh, so yeah. that's what we did with my car. We were making monthly payments, but then also secondary, we were um, saving money for a big payoff amount Mm. and then when we were able to we did the payoff amount when we had enough money so there's those are some tips that um i can say are good for saving for paying off larger debt um what about you yeah um i think yeah like i was saying earlier an emergency fund is really important to have um it's just like peace of mind like it's crazy when people tell me that like sometimes i'll talk to somebody about oh like yeah emergency savings they're like oh we don't have anything i'm like how how do you sleep at night? Yeah. Especially like with kids, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so our our ultimate goal for Jed and I, like we do have an emergency savings, but what we would like to get is like a three to six months worth of emergency savings. Yes, that's awesome. Um, and I've heard that, I've heard that if you're self employed, it's it's an even better option to go for the six month emergency emergency yes. savings, just because you never know, like. Especially with us, like ours, it's like a luxury to be able to take like music lessons and that kind of thing. And it's not an essential. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's something that we're definitely going to be striving for um, probably after we finish saving, saving up for Jed's car, like I was saying before. Um, And then same thing. We like save up for, um, you know, paying off debt or for larger purchases um, I remember, like, every single time we would go, um, like, on a trip or something, like, for our anniversary, like, that, first of all, it's not an emergency. Your anniversary is the same date every year. <laughs> you know when it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, we would set aside, like, specifically for... Yeah, that's awesome. Um, for the trip or um, even, like, things like, oh, we, like, need a new computer or yeah. things like that, you know, we'll save for instead of just getting that money out right away sometimes it's better to just set aside smaller amounts if that's what you can handle Mm -hmm. and then you know obviously it's just going to take longer to get that thing but um not as long as you think though like it feels like an eternity but like in hindsight (laughs) it's not (laughs) yeah i really yeah it really isn't yeah okay cool so let's lastly talking about tithing slash giving so um, both of us believe, um, as Christians and members of churches, that it is um, extremely important for us in um, commanded in scripture that our money is not our own and yeah. that we ultimately, like, we cannot take our treasures with us to mm-hmm. glory. So, tithing for us is an investment into um, the churches that we are both members at for their ministries, for the pastors and elders that dedicate their time. So um, that's really important to us yeah. um, that we are able to tithe. Um, we, we do 10%. I know that there's yeah, some we, people yeah, that, might, that might um, dispute that we need to do 10% or we need to do more or less, but that's kind of like our general rule. I think mm-hmm. it is. Pretty, I feel like that's a good middle ground. It's a, and- yeah. And two, like, it's not that much. Like, I think that with tithing, it can, we can start to feel like, almost like, well, that money's mine that I earned. Like, I don't need to give it away, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I'm going to use it for my own, you know, my own things, whatever. But when we've seen so much blessing in our lives, spiritually and physically, 
from tithing. Now, I am not about the prosperity gospel. I'm not like name it and claim it. Back in the day I was, and <laughs> but like, I don't think that, oh, we're going to get an outpouring of money when we, we tie. Get, yeah, no, no. But but there's not a guarantee. We've been promised <laughs> in scripture spiritual blessings. And yeah. that's why I always tell people when they might dispute like, well, you're going to get money back. And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> um, sometimes, no. sometimes. Yeah, the sometimes blessings, that is how you're Sometimes blessed. the blessings are physical, you know, yeah. but but the spiritual you know, blessings that we get from tithing into our church and, and like actually like showing like we're not just taking mm-hmm. like spiritually, we're giving. Yeah. Um, and then also as well, um, it's important for us that we have money to bless people in our lives that yeah. we're not, that we are giving our money away, not in a sense of like just like mindlessly giving money away, but like if there's people that we know that are maybe going through a hard time financially or if there's, People like even in our friend group or people that we want to bless or take them out to dinner, like small mm-hmm. things like that. That is a way that we can give Now That is extra from tithing. I'm not talking about them being interchangeable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm saying extra being able to bless others with our money, like with the means that we have. And there I know and I realize, too, that there are certain times in our lives where we can't use mm-hmm. our money to bless others. But we can still bless others with hospitality and other things that we can yeah. be talking about more. But um, as far as being able to bless people financially, if you are blessed with money and you have a little extra money, like it is, it f- it feeds us spiritually, mm-hmm. and it also like feeds the relationship with those people. Yeah, to be giving to them, to be saying like you know like my door is open to you, like what do you need? Like, you know, just being available for people Mm -hmm. is, I think, a really good thing for us to practice. Yeah, definitely. And um, in our budget, I just want to mention, Jed and I just started implementing, like, probably a couple months ago, a hospitality fund. So, this is money we specifically set aside to, like you were saying, if we want to buy somebody dinner or if we want to, you know, bless somebody with something that they may need or Mm -hmm. whatever it is um or even just like just buying gifts for people like just because you love them and you just want to let them know that you appreciate them and you know it doesn't have to be a burden and obviously you don't want to like be throwing money just you know randomly without any intention or direction and so i've found that we we've figured out that um having like a hospitality fund specifically for that sort of thing still keeps you within your budget and managing your finances and being responsible with your money. Um, but it gives you that extra room to be able to bless people, you know, if you're able to. Cool. So, um, I just want to maybe emphasize one more time, um, before we wrap up our topic that, making money an ongoing conversation in your marriage is essential. Mm -hmm. Like, and I know anybody that that is a financial guide or marriage counseling or whatever, like they will all reinforce that this is such a big part of your lives that mm-hmm. it needs to be an ongoing discussion and it shouldn't be tacky or awkward or whatever. Like, and if you don't do it now, like I encourage you to do it in small ways mm-hmm. and practice doing it. It's like a muscle you have to practice. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're out of practice, then there's it's gonna become weak yeah Yeah. and so if we're doing it all the time and it's just casual and it's not like a burden to talk about then you know we will see like okay then we're holding each other accountable and then we're you know there's so much 
good that can come from that. Yeah. Um, another tip that I have for myself is I do a monthly inventory. And this is kind of my way of keeping ahead of the things that my family is going to need. Mm. So at the beginning of the month or at the end of the month, thinking about the month coming up, right. um, I'll go through several different categories. So I'll go through like toiletries or health things or yeah. stuff that Seth needs, clothing, um, events that are coming up, you know, birthdays, holidays, stuff that I know we're going to be spending money on. Yeah. I'll go through every single category and I'll ask Jed, is there anything that you think you're going to need this month? Are you running out of something? Are you yes. running out of body wash? Like, do we need more toothpaste? Like even those small things. And I put those in, um, in a notes on my phone in my inventory notes. And I have all those all those things already listed out. That mm-hmm. way when we when we have that money and I prioritize prioritize it by what are the things that we're going to need now? Like yeah. what are like the um the time sensitive things? And then, you know, maybe the other things that are just kind of like, yeah, like, yeah, you know, those can wait. Deal. Those are like at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, when that money comes and we do have extra, like after all the bills and everything, tithing is already taken care of, then, you know, then I'll allocate that money to those things. And that helps with surprise, not having like surprise um, expenses during the month. Yeah. You know exactly what's coming up and that's really helpful. And then along with that, I also have a yearly expenses list. Which we always think about, oh, the monthly bills, but we always forget about the yearly things that come up, like yes. car registrations and maybe subscriptions to, you know, um, different things that are like year, like annual billing yes. things. Mm-hmm. I also have lists for those too. Awesome. Well, this was a great topic to cover today, and please let us know if there's any tips that you have um, when it when it's regarded to money or. Please DM us if you have any questions about anything further that we talked about. If we didn't mention a certain thing or maybe you want us to elaborate on a certain topic, then we are both available to you guys. Yeah. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. I'm at Gabby Peacock and then she's at Marcella Chatham. Our stuff is always in the description box every single episode. Um, before we wrap up today, we wanted to do our recommendation. So what's a recommendation this week, Marcella? So we're talking about our Jamba Juice order. <laughs> Which is relevant <laughs> because one, it is so hot outside. Oh, so gosh, sometimes yeah. a smoothie is like what just what you hits also the when spot. I was pregnant, that is all I wanted was just cold fruit. Yes. Something that had to do with No, I, I feel that. Did anybody else was anybody else like that when they were pregnant? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah, so okay, so we're just gonna say just simply what our Jamba Juice orders are. That's literally <laughs> it. And yeah. Okay, so my order is a medium strawberry surf rider with a Parmesan sourdough pretzel. And it has been the same order since I was literally like eight or nine years old. It literally has it's been. been the She's same. not kidding. I have not changed. <laughs> and that's how I am with most things at restaurants. Like if I find something I like, I will not order anything else. Like this is my thing. I'm going to yep. latch onto it. Yep. Um, really quick story. Um, when Ryan and I were dating, he worked at Chick-fil-A. And where we live, that's right next to a Jamba Juice. So af- after he was done, like with his shift, um, I would be coming out of Zumba class and he would go and get pick us up smoothies and take it over and hang out with me before, you know, we kind of wrapped it up for the night. And every single time, like probably more than three times this happened, I would always tell him my order and he'd be like, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. He would come back and hand me a strawberries wild smoothie 
which is so lowbrow compared to the <laughs> strawberry surf <laughs> strawberry surf rider it's not only sweet it's tart because it has a little really lime bomb. in it, it is it's a good. little beachy and so I would always get like, and I would drink because we were just dating when this happened Aww. and it happened so often. And I would be like, oh, honey, like, no. thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for this. But, um, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and he would always be like, oh, how could I do that? And he did it more. He did it multiple Poor times. Thing. So now he knows. It's probably he knows a trigger now. for him now. It is like trigger. getting an order at We've John been Matisse together for, for a little over three years now. I'm like, baby, what is my order? And he knows now. <laughs> so, but that was really funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So, what's your order? So, I have just changed. I used to get Rasmataz all the time. Also, since I was like eight or yes. nine. And then just recently, I got the Smooth Talk and Mango. It's like their plant based one. Oh, my goodness. It is so... It's so... You tasted it. It's really good. It is so good. I'm probably getting that every time, so that's, like, my new fave. And I also like the Parmesan sourdough pretzel. You have to get the Parmesan You have to, absolutely. It's so good. And totally defeats the purpose of the smoothie. (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, thank you for joining us this week, and we will keep you updated about the website, and please DM us with any tips that you have about money or any questions you may have. And also enter for the giveaway. Yes. Also, enter the giveaway so be, be on the lookout for us posting that yes. that photo we should have already posted it by now so go repost it yeah that's true <laughs> bye guys bye